Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the show, where we offer quick bite-sized segments of inspiration and encouragement for your day to help you live and lead with the greatest possible impact and influence that you can have. I want to thank all of you guys that tuned in, the hundreds of people that tuned in for the first three episodes of the show. I fully acknowledge that by tuning in, by listening, you are giving me and you are giving this show the most valuable asset that you have, and that is your time. I I am mindful of that as I prepare for this show, and I hope to offer you segments of inspiration that is worth your time and will help you focus. Now, one of the underlying premises of this show is that we believe that we have the capacity through focus through hard work, through consistency to grow and to be better. If we really set our mind to something that we can truly become better. Oftentimes we're talking about things that you may know, things that may seem obvious. It's about putting it in the forefront of our mind. It's about doing it every day. It's focusing on those principles that allows us to truly grow and to be better. And and honestly, as humans, we are happiest. We are most fulfilled when we feel like we're growing, when we feel like we're making progress, when we're not stagnant. We, we talk a lot on this show about principles. We focus on principles because those principles are what anchor us. Emotions can be deceiving. Feelings can often lead us towards things that we don't want to do. You know, often our feelings and our emotions lead us to buy things we don't need, to eat things that we wish we hadn't, to spend time with people that we wish we didn't. But our principles, when we live by principles, when we put the principles at the forefront of our mind, those allow us to truly achieve the life that we want to have and be that person that we want to be. And so today we're going to talk about what I think is one of the most important principles for relational success, and that is to be a good listener, to be a good listener. Being a better listener is something that I am I'm constantly trying to be. I'm trying to work at this. And so many of the things I talk about on this show are things that I'm personally trying to be better at. You know, as I was talking to my wife the other day, I was like, hey, I'm going to do a segment on listening. And she was like, yeah, that's something that <laughs> that's something that we could all improve upon, including you, you know, and she's absolutely right. That's something that I, I know that this is an important principle and I'm committed to being better at it. And yet I'm still, I acknowledge that I can always be better. I interrupt people too much. I get distracted when people are talking to me. I, I don't make eye contact sometimes when I'm doing something else. I start to think about other things. I start to think about what I'm going to say. What's funny too about listening is that our society doesn't really spend a lot of time focusing on being a good listener. We don't practice this very much. We don't work on it. You know, I'm a prosecutor and whenever we're getting ready to present a case to a jury, whenever we're getting ready to do a closing argument or an opening statement, I mean, we spend hours and hours, we, we, we have people get up and they practice and they get critiques and they practice with the visuals they're going to use. And we talk about persuasion and order and their word choice and their body language. We do all of these things when it comes to speaking and influencing and communicating. And yet we very seldom in our society spend any time on practicing listening. What's funny is where we often find practice with listening is in counseling. Have you guys ever, if you've ever done marriage counseling, one of the first things that they do is they teach you how to listen. (laughs) Isn't that funny that we wait oftentimes until we need it the most in counseling to practice a skill and a principle. You know that the, the number one need in people is physical survival is, is to have air, to have food, to have shelter, to have, to physically survive. But you know what the next biggest need for people is? It's the need to be understood. 
the need to be affirmed, the need to be validated, the need to be appreciated. And that's what's so beautiful about being a good listener is it by giving, by actually seeking to understand someone, by actually affirming someone through listening, you actually meet a need in someone that is fundamental to their survival, fundamental to them being a fulfilled, happy person. The other night, my wife and I, we went to this event with some friends. That, these weren't friends that I knew very well, but we went, it was me, my daughter, my wife. We went out, hung out with these folks for a couple hours. And as we were leaving and we were driving home, my wife and I will often just talk about our evening and the people we talked to. And I just remember telling my wife, I really enjoyed myself tonight. I really had a great time. And it wasn't that I didn't expect to have a good time. It was just such a, it was such an enjoyable experience that it really stood out to me. It really stood out to me. And as I thought a little bit more about it, what I, what I realized is that I ended up talking to some people that night who were really good listeners. They were curious about my life. They were asking great questions. They were making great eye contact. They were asking those follow-up questions. It wasn't just this small talk, service level talk that we often have with people that we don't know. I would tell them something and they would receive that piece of information. And then they would ask a follow-up question about it and then and a follow-up. And, and everything I was saying, I just felt like they were actually trying to understand me. And so what they did for me and the reason I enjoyed it so much is that they met that need that we all have as humans of wanting to be understood. And many of you have experienced that type of situation where you've, you've spoken with someone, you've engaged with someone who's a good listener and you walk away just really enjoying that exchange. We also have probably experienced other situations that are not so positive where you've, you've talked to someone, many of us hate small talk because it's so, we don't feel like there's any interest in that other person and actually getting to know us. We hate going to these, these cold parties where everyone just talks about work. Everyone just talks about surface level things, but no one ever, you can tell there's no true sincerity in those other people wanting to actually get to know you and wanting to understand you. So what this does when we focus on this principle is it meets a human need. Another reason I'm so fired up today to talk about the principle of being a good listener and the principle of, of seeking first to understand people is that I, like maybe many of you, am very frustrated with our society and our inability as a country, as a society to engage in civil discourse. We are, you know, and I don't, that's not news to anyone. We, our discourse in our country is ugly. There appears to be no real effort to understand one another. We just talk past each other. Everyone just wants their little sound bites. Everyone just wants to say what they want to say and not ever actually listen to anyone. Never actually seek to understand why people feel the way they do, why they say the things that they want to say. Everyone just puts on their jersey, their teams, and just, and just talks. And if you're like me, maybe you see that problem and it seems so big that you wonder how can we actually solve that problem? It just seems like there's this, this giant ocean and that there's nothing we can do. Just, just trying to solve that problem is just like throwing a stone in the ocean. There's never going to actually be any real impact. But I want to encourage you that, guys, me and you and anyone listening to this that, that shares this, if you and I were to today make a commitment to be better listeners, if we were to commit to working on being better listeners, working on, on seeking first to understand people, if we were to commit to being quick to listen, slow to speak, guys, I truly believe that you and I, one relationship at a time, one, as if we took that approach with our, with our spouse, with our kids, with our family, with our friends, with our communities, with our coworkers, 
little by little, I believe that we could literally change the trajectory of our society. That one person at a time, that ripple effect could change our society. And it might not happen overnight, but in five years, 10 years, imagine what our society could be like if you and I started to set the example in our homes, in our workplaces, in our communities, with our families of being good listeners. And that's why I get so excited about this topic. Not only do I think this can change and really help us at home in our lives at home and our in our workplaces, but it can change our society. People are starving. People are starving to be heard. People are starving to be understood, to be appreciated. And when we listen to them, when we give them, when we truly seek to understand them, and I'm talking about understand them from a deep level, then we we literally give them air. I mean, it, it is a, it is like it is a meeting a need in people that people desperately need to be met. And and not only that, when I'm talking about this principle of listening, the beauty of it too is when we're seeking first to understand when we're making a difference in our society and in our families, when we're meeting this need, there's all these ancillary benefits to this as well. Number one, we learn more. I already know everything that I need to know about Cal. I know everything, every, I know everything about my history and about my present. I, I don't learn anything when I talk about Cal. But when I listen, I learn about that other person. I gain data points on the people in my life that I care about. When I truly listen, I seek first to understand. Like a salesperson, for example, a salesperson, the amateur salesperson just sells products. But the professional salesperson goes out and learns about the needs of the people and the problems that they're trying to sell. And they sell to the need and they sell to the problem. They have those data points. And that's what this does for us. It gives us data points on people that we care about. It helps us understand and we learn. Another ancillary benefit of being a good listener is people like you more. People want to be around people that listen well. Just like I talked about with that experience where I went to dinner with some friends. I want to actually be around those people again. I would love to go hang out with them again because those people were great listeners. And I think the same is true. When we listen well, when we, we show that we care, we meet a need in people, people want to be around us. It also leads to more meaningful relationships. When we seek first to understand, when we selflessly try to understand people and their perspective, then they feel understood and then in a, in a safer, better place to where they're able to understand us. And so there's that, there's that more meaningful relationship that we develop when we do this. Now today, I'm going to talk about two main principles of how to be a good listener. And then I'm going to share with you kind of a lightning round of practical ways to be a good listener. Now, the first principle to being a good listener comes from the Bible. It comes from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 19. James is the brother of Jesus. He was the younger brother of Jesus. Can you imagine being Jesus's brother? And he said this one simple statement. He said, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you guys have heard me talk about this book. It's, it's one of the best books I've ever read. He says this a little differently. He says, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Guys, what this is, this is a mindset. This is about how we prioritize these two things when we engage with with people. And the two things I'm talking about are listening and talking. Now, we have two ears for a reason, and we have one mouth for a reason. You've heard that saying before. And what this does, this, this principle that I'm talking about, a principle that you can apply in your life, is to be quick to listen 
and slow to speak. When you're interacting with people, your first priority should be to listen and not to speak. That's what they're getting at here is that it's a mindset. When you're engaging with people, you're first seeking to understand. That's your priority number one. And then and only then will you try to be understood. How many times, and this comes from some Andy Stanley's podcast, but he makes this comment, which I think is kind of funny, but it's so true. Everything that everyone does makes perfect sense to them. Everything that everyone says makes perfect sense to them. But how many times do we say, you know what? I just don't know why that person did that. I just have no idea why that person said that. And when we say that, we are the ones that need the education. Because every, every single person, when they do something, when they say something, they have a perfectly good reason for doing that. Andy Stanley has these rules that I think are fantastic, and I encourage all of us to commit to adopting these rules. They really allow us to set in motion these principles that I'm talking about, this principle of seeking first to understand, then to be understood, to be quick to listen and slow to speak, is that I'm not going to criticize anything that I don't understand. I'm not going to criticize any idea that I don't understand, and I'm not going to criticize anybody if I don't know their story. When we, when we choose to live by those principles, it makes us a better learner. It makes us more curious. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions to kind of gauge where you're at with this. What percentage do you think you spend talking and listening when you're talking to your spouse? Are you over 50% talking or are you over 50% listening? I think our best conversations, our most meaningful conversations come when we listen more than we speak. What about with your children? Are you spe- Do you speak more to your children or do you listen more to your children? What about your coworkers? Do you speak more or do you speak less? Do you spend more time getting to know them or do you spend more time telling them things to do? Do you spend any time with your coworkers actually trying to get to know them and their motivations and why they do the things they do. What about your friends and your family? When was the last time that you learned something new about your parents? When was the last time you learned something new about your spouse? Do you feel like you truly understand your spouse? Do you feel like you truly understand your coworkers? These are just some questions and I encourage you to set this as a mindset. Set this as a mindset. I'm going to first seek to listen, and then I'm going to seek to speak. I'm going to seek first to understand, and then I'm going to seek only then. Once I understand someone, I'm going to seek to be understood. So principle number one is to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Principle number two is to try your best. Try your best to get to what Stephen Covey says as the fifth level of listening, and that is empathetic listening. He talks about five different levels of listening. Number one is completely ignoring. You know, I'm just not listening at all to you. Number two is I'm pretending. I'm yeah, okay, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not you're not actually listening to someone. You're just acting like you're listening. You're pretending like you're listening. And when we do that, it's very obvious. How many of you guys have been talking to someone and you can just tell absolutely they're not making eye contact. They're not listening. Their yes and their ums and their rights and their laughs, they, they don't actually correspond with what you're saying. It's just very clear. But yet we do this. We do this because we don't focus. And honestly, one of the biggest ways to avoid that, because most of us, when we're doing that, we're not actually intending to pretend to listen. 
It's just in those moments where we're distracted, there's something else we're thinking about. Sometimes the best thing to do if you're feeling that is just to say, hey, listen, I've got this one thing I need to knock out or these these several things. Can we set aside a time to talk where I'm not distracted? Because what you what you have to say to me is very important. I want to understand what you have to say, but right now I can't do it. Set a, Go ahead and set aside a time so you avoid the pretending stage of listening. And the third stage is what we call selective listening. So you're only hearing certain parts of what they're saying. I'm guilty of doing this a lot where I'll, I'll, someone will come into my office. I'll be distracted doing something else. I'll be on my email. I'll be reading a record, reading a report, something. And someone will come in and ask. I have 10 people that I supervise. And so any, any given time, someone will come into my office and ask me a question. And I'm really bad about trying to halfway listen to them and halfway do whatever task I was doing before they walked in. So this is something I've been working on. When people walk into my office, I try to stop what I'm doing. Or I tell them, hey, can you come back in 10 minutes? I really need to finish this. They're going to actually spend that time talking to me that I'm working on becoming better at respecting them, respecting their time and focusing, listening. The next level of listening, so that was that was selective listening. The next type of listening is is the fourth level is called attentive listening. So this is this is where we're paying attention. We're focusing our energy on the words. And so this is where most of us are. We we focus on the words. There's that logical connection. I logically understand the words and the content of what you're saying. The big thing the fourth level lacks is it doesn't get to the feeling. It doesn't get to the emotion behind the words that you're saying. And that's the thing that the empathetic listening gets to. By exercising empathetic listening, we are seeking first to understand, but we also are truly understanding them. We're not just getting the content, but we're getting the why behind it. We're actually putting ourselves completely in the shoes of the other person. And at the end of that conversation, at the end of that thought, we're able to explain. I can tell you why they're saying what they're saying, I can tell you the content of what they're saying, and I can tell you the feeling associated with what they're saying. Now, Stephen Covey talks about one of the problems with getting to this empathetic level of listening is that we do four things while people are talking. We often we often jump in, we evaluate what people are saying, we pass judgment on what people are saying, we probe in ways that kind of cut them off before they're finishing their thought, before we truly understand, we start probing because of what we want to know, not what they're trying to communicate. Or we we advise people while they're kind of telling us, we start to give them advice midway through, but they're not even done with the thought. You don't even fully understand their emotions behind what they're saying. You don't even truly understand the content. It's just they've told you something that has triggered in you a desire to give advice from your perspective, not from their perspective. You don't even understand their perspective yet. Or we interpret, we make assumptions we, we get part of what they're saying. We don't fully understand the emotion. We, we just assume their motivation. We assume that, th- that we understand completely why they are telling us this, when in reality, we may have no idea what their motivation is for telling us this, what truly they're experiencing deep down, because we're not taking the time to understand. The other problem, the other kind of barrier to getting to this empathetic level of listening is that it requires you to be somewhat secure in who you are because you have to open yourself up. When you're choosing to to truly try to understand that person, then you're choosing and you're making the decision that you might actually learn from them. You're having to make yourself a little bit vulnerable that that you can be influenced by them. And that often holds us back from exercising this empathetic level of listening. Now, I want to be clear. Empathetic listening does not mean that you agree with that person. 
And that's also another barrier oftentimes is we're like, I don't agree with them. So I, I don't want to engage in this exercise of empathetic listening because I don't, I don't actually agree with what they're saying. But that's not the point. The point is to understand, to fully, deeply understand what they're saying and what they're feeling. Principle number two. So principle number one was be quick to listen, slow to speak. That's about the priority, your mindset, and how you, how you engage in these communications. And then principle number two is to try to get to that level of empathetic listening. Now, I'm going to give you some practical tips. This is going to be a quick lightning round, just things that you can do practically to be a better listener. Number one is to clear your mind. Clear your mind whenever you engage, whenever you choose that you're going to set your priority, you're going to be quick to listen. I want you to clear your mind. Don't think about your response. Don't think about whatever else you have going on. Don't don't think about your email, what's on your phone. Focus and clear your mind. Or if you can't clear your mind, you need to reschedule. You need to say, I'm going to call you back. Let's set up a time. That's about respect. That's about values. Someone is giving you their time, so you need to value their time. Number two, focus on the content of what they're saying and the feelings associated with it. That's That goes back to that empathetic listening. Think about the content and then also consciously think about what do you what are their feelings? And if you don't understand the feelings or the content, clarify. Seek to understand. Sometimes we worry about this. We think that it's going to show that we're not listening. No one's really upset unless you just weren't listening. If you're seeking to truly understand and make sure you understand what they're saying. Hey, I just I don't want to I think I understand what you're saying here, but I just want to make sure I is this what you're saying? And it's it's a summary, but you're saying back to them to clarify, people love that because it, it shows that you're thinking, that you actually care. You are seeking to understand them. The next is ask great follow-up questions. Go beyond that surface level questions. Try to penetrate, get more specific. Ask those second and third level questions. Try to try to really understand someone. Make good eye contact. Don't be distracted. Give a normal response. When people are talking to you, nod, laugh. It's, it's, it's okay to laugh and, and say, yeah, respond in, in ways that are appropriate and normal, and it helps that conversation feel more engaging. Body language, guys. Body language is huge. Only 10% of our communication is represented by the words we say. Another 30% is represented by the sounds, but the 60% of our communication is by body language. So make sure whatever body language you're using is, is consistent with listening. You know, cross a lot of us cross our arms when we when we're when people are talking to us, but that can communicate that you know I'm I'm closed off. Maybe you just put your hand on someone's shoulder, you know, if if that's appropriate. Whatever it may be, the body language that you use, what's on your face, your arms, your your posture, all of that matters in showing that you're listening. Next is don't finish people's sentences. Don't interrupt them. I'm terrible at this. It says to them that your needs are more important. Or it says, hey, you're trying to push them along. What they have to say or what they're saying to you doesn't matter to you anymore. You're you're done with that conversation. I'm going to finish your sentence for you, and I'm going to push you along. Next is use acknowledgement statements like, I agree, that's awesome. Whatever it may be to, to kind of encourage people that what they're saying means something to you and you're encouraging them to continue, you're showing that you're comfortable that they can continue, that what they're saying is important to you and that you like what they're saying. And finally, at the end of the day, the, the principle behind all of this is just to put yourself in their shoes. Be able to ask yourself at the end of that conversation or at the end of that sentence, do I understand what they're saying and do I understand what they're feeling? If you can do that, then you're listening at a, at a very high level. So I want to challenge you this week to be quick to listen, to be slow to speak. I want to challenge you to get to that fifth level of listening, that empathetic listening. Here's the specific challenge. Pick one person you know well, your spouse, 
maybe your, your, your parent, a best friend, a child. Pick someone you know well, and I want you to pick someone that you wish you knew a little bit more about. And I want you to practice this. With the person that you know well, I want you to tell them what you're doing. Tell them that you're, you're practicing empathetic listening, that you want to make sure that you understand what they're saying. I guarantee they'll be on board. And ask them, how am I doing? How am I doing with my listening? Am I doing a good job? Do you feel like I'm trying to understand you? Do you feel like when we talk that I do a good job listening? Or do I spend most of my time talking? If you're a boss, call some employees into your office and try to get to know them better. And then the other challenge, and this is a lifelong challenge, commit, make a commitment with me today to be a lifelong practitioner of these principles, to, be, to commit to being someone who's quick to listen and slow to speak, to commit to being someone who's an empathetic listener, and to practicing it, to, to really making this a priority. And guys, the promise here today is that watch how this improves your relationships. Watch how you meet the needs of the people around you. And watch how little by little, one relationship at a time, one person at a time, one commitment at a time, how we can improve our world. Guys, that is not outside the realm of possibility. That one by one, if we believe and if we focus on these principles of being a better listener, of seeking first to understand, and only then once we've understood, to, to, to then try to, to be understood, guys, we can change our world. We can change our world. I believe it. Guys, I hope this was beneficial to you today. I hope you got something out of this. I hope this was time well spent. I just want to encourage you to connect with me on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify and Google Play Music. Share this with a friend that you think might benefit from it or someone else that you think would would enjoy making that commitment to being a better listener. Give us a review. Give us your feedback. Tell us how we can be better. Guys, life is short. Let's make it count today. 